everybody welcome to screen share a movie podcast about learning how to swing my name's calder and with my co-host adam how are you doing today brother not bad your posture right now is just presenting your your uh, nether regions you telling me you don't directions. like it or what are you what are you trying to tell I'm me i'm just letting you know what your your pose is drawing Hold all on. attention to one side, and now he's outlining it with his hand. Oh, and he just grabbed his balls. There we his... go. Now I fluffed it up. <laughs> Ew, I'm Adam. Hi. So Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Is this a movie or not? <laughs> I think so. Okay. <laughs> I think it is. I've seen it, so I m- it must be. That's actually true. Um, now... This is an interesting movie. Why did I pick this movie? Nice question. Thank you. Um, I picked this movie because Adam goes, please, please, we got to do animated movies on the podcast, please. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then he makes me pick a couple for this month. And what do I pick? This is a horrible explanation. I think I've lost my mind. (laughs) I don't know why I was talking like that. And you've been doing it for like a full minute or so. That's pretty impressive. Anyway, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. 2019 film, right? That was 2019? Fuck, I don't know. I didn't write it down. I'm sure it's 2019. My life, man. What about it? It's crazy when you think about it like that. (laughs) Like what? Like how many years there are. Oh. Fuck! (laughs) You better make sure your mic's not becoming disconnected or anything. You think my mic comes disconnected? Yes, once or you twice. You think my mic comes disconnected? I think it. I do think it comes disconnected. Oh my, my, my lord! Why are you speaking like that? <laughs> Why are you speaking like that? <laughs> so hold on, let me Google something real <laughs> Dude, quick. Dude, the, the the beginning of this podcast. If this, this is, is someone's first episode, they have no fucking idea what's going on. Or do they? No. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Let's start there. Sure. Yeah. 2018. 2018. Okay. The year of... Broverwatch? Was it? I think so. I think we started Broverwatch in like 2017. Yeah, but... Oh, but that was our it went peak into 20. Year. Yeah, that was probably the peak. That was probably our <laughs> peak. We probably were peaking around then. Yeah. Um kind of a movie I was kind of like, um why have they done that? Mm. If you know what I mean. I didn't see it when it came out. I did. I probably watched it t- a year or two later. Okay. After I didn't know this. There was a while where you were kind of like, "Oh, it's so it's like a good movie. Like, <laughs> oh, it's good. You should watch it." And I was like, "Uh, yeah, sure." Yeah, right. Like like a movie like about like spiders could be good like they're so little creepy little crawlers sure you don't even know like what they're even trying to do so you didn't see this movie initially because you were like a movie about spiders creepy little crawlers couldn't possibly be good well yeah because here's the thing i'd never i don't i didn't actually know about spider-man until about Mm. two years ago Mm. i never really learned about that one because 
the other ones uh, yeah they i didn't i never learned about that one what does that mean i don't know i think i'm trying to do a bit where i didn't know what spider-man was i don't know why i didn't watch this when it came out i i think it was probably just because i was like actually when did this come out because if I was still said. at Bishop's, it, it, I'm pretty sure it was late 2018, like November. It released December 14th, 2018. Yeah. 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 So I just didn't go see it, I guess. Yeah. Um. But it's good. I watch it later on. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, it, it and kind I was of... blown away by the animation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it came out around. It kind of hit two birds with one stone wow. in my mind. Or like. Them. It came out right when, like, Marvel was, like... Because when was Endgame? Like, 2017, 2018? 2019. 2019? Yeah. So, Infinity War had already come out. Oh, yeah, it came out in between Infinity War and Endgame. Yes. So, it was literally at the peak of, like, Marvel is the biggest thing. All the superhero stuff that goes on is MCU. Mm -hmm. And, like, it had kind of resulted in, like... Because before the MCU, sometimes movies would just be made about Marvel stuff. And like, yeah, like the DC, Daredevil like they just make stuff. But then yeah. all of a sudden it had to all be in the same universe or whatever. Yeah. So this kind of came out and was like, oh no, we're doing a different thing. Um, but then also, animation had kind of become stagnant a bit. Mm-hmm. Where American, at, at least. Yeah, at least American animation, where it was like, there weren't really any 2D movies at all coming out. It was all 3D CGI movies. And they were all Pixar kind of Pixar Disney. style. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of knocked both of those like trends off by being like, it's our own thing, and also, animation-wise, it's our own thing. Yeah. Like, there wasn't anything really like it. And it's by the guys who, well, not technically, I don't know, they're producers, Lord and Miller, but they They directed this one, didn't they? No. Oh. It was uh, Bob Perschetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman, but then uh, Phil Lord helped write the screenplay and did the story, Um, and Chris Miller's a producer. Okay. But I think they, like, direct the sequel. What? Um, I thought it was the other way around. Well, I'm telling you what I'm looking at here, (laughs) and what I'm looking at here is, let's click, oh yeah, so they also got three new new directors, Kemp Powers, who did, co-directed Soul. Mm. Pixar film. Yeah. Cool. But that's for the second one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because I remember being a little bit concerned that they got new directors for the sequel, and then I watched the sequel, and I was like, yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> like, you Better don't... or worse? Which one do you like? It's tough. I think both of us have only seen the sequel once. Uh, I've seen it twice. Although oh. one of them was at the very front row furthest to the right seat. Was it good? <laughs> no. it yeah. The angle was horrible. I found the sequel visually to be a little illegible. At times, illegible, where there was just like so much going on, so many colors bleeding, mm. so many like, um, 
like streaks and things happening where I was kind of like having a hard time focusing. I mean, the first time it. I saw the the first movie, I kind of felt the same a little bit. Where it's yeah. like, wow, this looks beautiful. Sometimes I don't know what to look at. Yeah, and that I do. I did kind of have that with the sequel as well. I'm sure if I watched the sequel again, it would. I think there's also just so many more art styles mixing Mm -hmm. in that one that it's hard to, like, process, like, every Spider-Man is a different art style, basically. Mm -hmm. So, like, seeing Miguel and, um, what's his name, Miles fight, like, on that train, in that train sequence, where the colors are blasting by, there's a whole different New York world, it's like everything is... The color theory of that movie is insane. Yeah, literally, like... I looked at the colors and I was like, yeah, but that, what the hell was that? What? He just lit a lighter and held it to, held it to me and he said, you're dead soon. Did you, I'd like to ask the listener if you, if they heard me say, you're dead soon. Whispered it. Oh, who's that? My mouth is right by the mic. They would have heard. Oh, it's be real time. Oh. How about you get real, stinker? All right, I'll get real. You'd keep talking about, uh. Um, but I found, I only saw the sequel once. I'll probably watch it again whenever it comes to like. I'm pretty sure Netflix. it's on streaming services already. I don't think it's on. No, it should be on Netflix. It's on rental. It's just not on streaming. Oh, I thought and it I'm was on like a Prime. No, because Sony has a like mostly exclusive deal with Netflix, so most of the Sony movies go to Netflix. Yeah. Except, I guess some of the Spider Men like. There's some of the Spider-Men that aren't on Netflix because they're on Disney Plus. Yeah, well, MCU yeah, ones. it's it's like almost all the Spider-Men are on Netflix, but also I'm pretty sure mo- most of them are also on Disney Plus. The Spider Verses are not on Disney Plus because that's not a Disney-owned property. <laughs> that's yeah. actually true. Yeah, but like um, I don't know why I said it like that. I'm like, that is very cockboy today. Um, but yeah, the whole Spider-Man like IP ownership thing is kind of messy, but whatever. Yeah, they they got it. They let me tell you, they got dirty when they were. Did doing you like that not stuff. fall down and knock your head when you went on a I walk? Think so man, I don't know <laughs> what man. happened. Something's wrong with me. <laughs> um. So they wrote this movie. <laughs> Goodness me. (laughs) Wow. So Um, they wrote this movie. So I think this is the first Miles Morales in film. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Technically, I mean, he'd been in shows and comics before, like animated shows and comics before, obviously. And I think he was... I think the first Spider-Man PS4 game came out before this movie did. I think I can look that up for you. I it might have been the same did. year, honestly. I well, actually, I played that game late, so we'll see. Um, but because technically he wasn't swinging around in that game, but he's in it. But he is in it. Spider-Man PS4 came out. Oh, uh, September seventh, twenty eighteen. So like a couple months before. Yeah. So Miles Morales really burst onto the scene, <laughs> for sure, for sure. And he was kind of. I remember people not liking his initial comics run mm. because it's kind of this, like in in wrestling, 
when they try to make a new star, mm-hmm. it takes a while for them to like actually happen while the company's pushing them and the fans are kind of like, we don't like this guy all that much. Well, like it, I feel like even if it's a good character, a lot of the time it can feel forced. Like mm-hmm. that you're, you're, they're convincing you to like a character and it's like, well, until you, the character actually does something that makes me like them, I'm not going to like them. Yeah. Um, and I so, think some I people that. felt a little weird about it because the writer, Brian Michael Bendis, is a pretty famous comics writer, mm. but it's just a weird sort of character for him to take on. And it's based on things in his life. Like, I believe he's got like either adopted children. I think they might be adopted. I didn't do enough research for this. <laughs> but like he sort of based Miles around his kids mm. and like their experiences so it's a very like personal thing, but also yeah. when you're reading a comic, it's kind of like you want to forget about the world sometimes. So I think it just takes a while for comic characters to like get over where it's like, yeah, okay, it's not just like me learning like oh his parents and wh- whoever died and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. But I read that initial Miles comic, and it's basically it's a lot of the stuff in this movie, like a lot of the origin just in this without movie. the multiverse stuff. Yeah. Cool. And it's a pretty good comic, honestly. Mm. Um, but I, I, I just remember Miles being like a tough character for them to get over. Whereas now, I think he's like very well liked oh, and yeah. very well hyped up. Like, I hope Spider Man 4 with Tom Holland has Miles Morales. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like one thing, though, is Miles, I feel like specifically, benefits a lot from like audio visual like type of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in this movie, music is such, like, a big part mm-hmm. of, like, getting his vibe across. Yeah. Um, like, the soundtrack of this movie is, aw- it, like, just awesome. I lis- I just listened to the album of it's this movie. It's probably one of the biggest the soundtracks for a movie since, like, Black Panther. And the second and, like, one wasn't all original tracks. Either. Yeah. Yeah. The second one wasn't very big at all. No, I haven't li- gone and listened to it. I'm sure that it has, like similar level but like i don't know just it it feels like almost every single track on the soundtrack is a hit and it it kind of is it it just gets the miles morales vibe across kind of in the games as well they do a pretty good job at that like Mm -hmm. getting music as like a part of it which is maybe not why the miles comic didn't like initially go over well it's just hard to start a new comic yeah Especially when it's like, he's going to be Spider-Man. Yeah. But it's I mean, like, like get doing the comic, yeah, they've got to like slowly convince you to like the character. I feel like it's much easier to get people on board with Miles as a character in a film format. Especially yeah. animation, because you can kind of just like do whatever. Well, also this movie's just also really well written. Mm-hmm. And like, it does a lot to like communicate Miles. Yeah. And like, how he feels and acts and like the sort of whole feeling of the world mm-hmm. um also one thing on the soundtrack i feel i guess the second movie soundtrack was never gonna get like touch the originals sure because sunflower is like one of the most stream songs well, of all and time. so smart of them to release sunflower make it one of the like most streamed songs of the year if not the most streamed song of the year and then release the movie so that when miles is singing it, it's like 
oh, he's singing a very popular song. But then you go, oh, wait, the song was made for the movie. It just kind of worked perfectly. I I think it's like literally a top 10 streamed on Spotify song of all time. Well, it's just like such a chill vibe. Yeah. You know? Wow. She was a bad, bad nevertheless. I read the script for this, and I think the line is like, Miles Morales is singing along to a pop song he doesn't really understand the lyrics of. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, he's like skipping every other word and kind of being like, (laughs) it's like, which I don't know. That's just, they, they kind of nail like the, because what is he like 16? Probably younger. I think he's like 15. Yeah. 14 or 15. Yeah. They like kind of nail like, like teen vibe in like a lot of the delivery a lot of the like um, behaviors, a lot of the lines, a lot of the humor. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just very good. Yeah, I think he's like, and I think Shamik Moore also is a very good oh, voice yeah. for him. He's kind but of like, perfect for him. Yeah, Miles seems like a genuinely, genuinely likable mm-hmm. character. He's very easy to like, and also his relationship with like his parents. I love the Isn't parents, overly yeah. antagonistic, mm-hmm. which I feel like a lot of movies fall into. Yeah. Where it's just kind of like, it's just not kind of working. It's a little bit of the Incredibles thing where it's like, there's just friction because like, Miles doesn't want to go to the school or whatever. He wants to be something. His parents want him to be something else. Well, they it's like it, it his dad is hard on him, but his dad's not like an asshole. Yeah. He's just, he's just a tough love dad. Yeah. And then he kind of like, like the character development of his dad in this movie is almost just as good as the character development of Miles. Yeah. And like, he's in what, like up probably on the screen for a total of like five minutes in the whole movie. Yeah. He's not in, the other. in a ton. What'd you do? My shoulder hit my boom arm. Did you feel, you know, when we were talking about the Incredibles and mm. you were like, I kind of just wanted to roll right into the second one after watching. Yeah. It. Did you want to do that with this one? Uh, I wanted to watch it again. I didn't want to roll right in okay. as much as I did with Incredibles with the Incredibles one. It was more cause I was like, I've only seen Incredibles two once and I barely really remember what happened. So I want to mm. see if it mind holds Flayer. up at all. Slayer mind slaver, the screen slaver. Yes. Yeah. He can be a mind flayer. <laughs> he could be our podcast mascot. Screen the screen slaver? Yeah. We could get him on. That's true. Let me see who plays screen slaver. Um I'll get him on IMDB Pro. But uh I don't know. With this movie it was a little more like I've se- I've seen uh across the Spider-Verse a couple times. I kind of know what happens. But I th- Going back to the question you asked of, like, which of the two movies I like better, um, I think that this movie, the first movie, has a little bit more, like, charm, because it's a... I mean, it's the first movie. I feel like that's true with a lot of things. It's like the Harry Potter thing. It's low stakes. It's like... Yeah. Philosopher's Stone's not my favorite Harry Potter movie, but, like... It's charming, or it's not nice, best. and it's, it's sweet, and yeah. it's like... It's like it has something the others don't, even if it's not the best one. Yeah. And that's, I think, the same here. I think Across the Spider-Verse, in almost every aspect, just kind of improved. Um, I don't know. I think that, like... 
I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. I honestly think they're pretty equal. Because I remember, like, before watching it, all the stuff I was seeing online was like, Across the Spider-Verse is 500 times better than the original. And it's I th- like... I feel like they're pretty equal as well. I think yeah. Across the Spider-Verse is long. Across the Spider-Verse is long, right? Yeah, it's pretty long. I think it's, it's like, like almost, 240 or something. It's like two something. and a half, sure. almost or three hours, right? I think it might just be two and a half, yeah. Um... Also, Kathy Keener, Catherine Keener, she's playing the screen slaver. I'll get her on IMDb Pro. She'll, oh, I'll yeah. get her on the pod. Okay, sounds good. We'll probably have to do some dog shit movies, though, but I'll get her. And we'll just have her sit quiet. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> sit yeah. quietly with her own mic. Yeah, uh, and, and then tell once her in a kind while, of like, go, screen slaver. Yeah. And then, and then I'll yeah. I'll be like talk if you need to, but I'd prefer if you didn't really. Yeah, you know, like that or kind of thing. We'll introduce her at the top of the show, and then she won't say anything. What were we talking about with Across the Spider Verse before? Just like I... it being like pretty equal, like the two movies are like pretty. Equal. Oh, I was looking at the runtime. It's yeah. two hours twenty. This movie okay. is like just under two. Yeah, so I guess it's not, it's not that, that much longer. But it, I think it felt longer when we watched it. It felt a bit longer because it felt like. Well, you know why I think it felt longer. The last like half hour of the movie feels like <laughs> like feels like setup. So you're like, oh, this movie's probably still got like another hour in it. Yeah. And then it kind of just ends on a massive cliffhanger and you're like, oh, fuck. It's part one. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that they're honestly both pretty equal. Uh, Yeah, I think they're pretty equal. Yeah. Which is honestly kind of what you want. Yeah. But what you really want is to get that Oscar, which I think this one did. Uh, across the Spider-Verse did, yeah. Or no, sorry, Into the Spider-Verse yeah. did. Across the Spider-Verse will certainly be nominated and might win, honestly. What are the other, like, animated movies for this year? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Uh, oh, yeah. Nomino. What, what? There's some Netflix movie. Oh, Nimona. Yeah. Olivia and I watched that. Is it good? It was fine. It kind of looks like shit. It was fine. Is the animation good? Uh, the animation was interesting. It was a, it, it honestly was kind of like, uh, into the spider verse, but if it was like the budget was scaled back about 12 times, Mm. like it didn't look bad. Some of the jokes were pretty bad. It was like way more aimed at kids than, uh, like into the spider verse or like surfs up or any of the movies we did this month. Yeah. Surfs up, surfs up, but I don't know. I, I think Mutant Mayhem, if if Spider-Verse, uh, Across the Spider-Verse didn't come out for this Oscars round, I think that it probably would have been Mutant Mayhem, because apparently that movie is great. Is there a great. Disney one? Elemental? Elemental, I guess. It'll probably get nominated just because, but who gives a fuck? Was there a Pixar this year? Uh, no. We just talked about Pixar movies, but I don't remember. I don't think there's been a Pixar oh, movie. Oh, Elemental. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how... Little people cared about that. Disney? Movie. I don't know. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, so I guess across the Spider Verse, I probably hope, won't I kind of hope it wins. But yeah, um, well, it changed the game. <laughs> um, that it did. Yes. So we opened the movie with Chris Pine's version of Peter Parker. Yeah, doing some little fighting and doing his little intro. They do like yeah. little intros for all the little comic characters, book intros. Where it's like. Hi, I'm Peter Parker, and this is my story. And then he's like, I'm going to be my radioactive spider. My uncle died, and then I fucked around. Yeah, that's actually where <laughs> most of them are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he gets quickly dealt with. Yeah, he got uh, out By Kingpin. 
What do you think about the villain designs in this movie? I loved Kingpin's design. I think it's He's incredible. He's 99% torso. It's amazing. He looks like a square. Also, like, I... Maybe this would be a nitpick. This would be a Cinema Sins nitpick. Sure. What's going on with Green Goblin? He's a hundred feet tall. Oh yeah, he's like actually a gigantic goblin. Yeah, like a gigantic flying dragon how goblin. That, how is that working? I don't know. I did, I kind of liked that when I saw the movie because he was like, "Oh, Norman, we gotta calm down" or whatever he says to him. Mm-hmm. And just like in that moment being like, oh shit, that's Green Goblin? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's a comic version of Green Goblin that's like that. I think so too. But it's just like, it's does a weird he one. go back into being a person? Because he's Godzilla otherwise. I don't know. Well, he dies. So uh, he literally go. gets... Does he die in this movie? Yeah. He's like crushed by all the rubble because he's like shoving Spider-Man into the collider, which blows it up and then he gets crushed. Oh, and Kingpin's like, stop, I guess stop, I think stop. of that as his death. Yeah. He's yeah. dead. Well, because, like, Miles is looking for Spider-Man's body, but then he sees Green Goblin's, like, big green hand sticking out of a rubble. Mm. Maybe he's not dead, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. I assume he's dead. So he dies. He's got Tombstone and the Prowler with him. Yeah, Tombstone's kind of just there. I think he has one line. He's like a little henchman. Um, Yeah, the Prowler. Prowler's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Just very, very cool. Mahershala Ali. Um, what are you gonna do? I didn't. I didn't. I keep. I always forget that it's Mahershala Ali. And then his dad's Brian Tyree Henry. This I knew is that. an incredible cast. Yeah, the cast is awesome. Uh, and then there's uh, Liv, who's uh, Doc Ock in this in this one, which was a nice Zoe, little twist. Did you know that Zoe Kravitz plays MJ? Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Dude, sorry for She has like maybe you. three lines in the whole yeah. movie crazy um yeah but there's doc ock yeah who is i think is probably my favorite villain out in the movie well because what i like about this movie and also what i like about the not to jump between the two but they kind of like have been coming out alongside each other mm. um but like the spider-man games that have been coming out as well spider-verse and the spider-man games have been doing this thing where they're just like and this is this is our spider-man universe we're just kind of doing what we're do like we're just kind of doing whatever within the realm of Spider-Man but like we're not really adhering to any of the quote unquote rules of a Spider-Man story <laughs> like yeah. um so i don't know i just kind of love that cuz i feel like there was like a little bit where <laughs> It was like, well, like Marvel fans would be like, well, we know that this is going to happen because this is what happened in the comics. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, maybe we don't do that. Maybe we can just do whatever the whatever the hell we want. <laughs> You're um, crazy. <laughs> I have another little casting secret that they've tried to hide from me, but I found sure. it. I found it. Yorma Tacone of The Lonely Island. Wait, I can I guess who he plays? Because I feel like I yeah. know this. I feel like I read about this. You got to guess. You got three seconds. You got three seconds. You got three seconds. Your one, two, three. One, two, three. Three seconds. I one, think two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Plays... Three seconds. He plays the bag. The guy one, who gets two, hit three. by the bagel. No, no, he plays Norman Osborn. Oh, Norman Osborn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay, sure. Um, and no, he because he wouldn't wild. play bagel guy because bagel guy turns out to be the spot from Across the Spider Verse. Oh, right. Justin yeah. Long. No, nope. was it Justin Long? Justin Schwartzman. Just right. Same guy. Justin Long is apparently a pervert. Is he? Yeah. Well, oh, what are you going to do? 
not, it's not, be, not a be a pervert, I yeah. guess. Yeah, that's yeah. the answer that's to that probably question. that one. Yeah. Um, so Miles is now the sole Spider-Man in the world. Yeah. He gets, you know, his uncle takes him down to a little subway. He gets bit by a radioactive or interdimensional yeah. spider. Well, yeah, because it, it the spider says 42 on it, which we learned in Across the Spider-Verse, is because that spider is from World 42. Yeah, they label stuff there. Yeah. Um, and I also noticed when Miles is, like, trying out webbing and stuff, and then he falls down and lands on his butt, breaks the goober... He like hit a there was sign, like a sign yeah. and a bunch of letters and numbers fell on the ground. But in the shot of him lying on the ground, it's a four and a two. So it's 42. There's a lot of little stuff like that. Yeah. Well, another little thing that obviously no one picked up on because they hadn't seen the sequel yet. Spoilers for the sequel. Ah, skip forward a little bit if you don't want to hear it. But uh, when Miles first like see like interacts with Spider-Man, like his universe Spider-Man that dies, um. And they do the little Spidey sense around their heads. Spider-Man's is blue and red. And then Miles' is, is green and purple. And then it switches to blue and red after a couple seconds. And then Spider-Man's like, whoa, you're like me. Mm-hmm. And that's because, as we learn in the sequel, there's some like Prowler shit going on with Miles. Like alternate dimension, could whatever. be the Prowler. Yeah. So that was kind of like his fate was changed there. And, like, that's something I remember watching across the Spider-Verse and then people being like, yo, in the first movie, it's literally been like this. And I'm like, no way it was like that the first time. But it's like, no, they just... This is the kind of, like, franchise planning that should have been in (laughs) place for the Star Wars sequels. Like, actually knowing literally anything of what's happening. Anyway. Your entire vibe just shifted. (laughs) I went from excitement to anger very quickly. It's so cool. This is the kind of well. It just makes it, me though. realize so like how much care could be put into something. Yeah, um, but the people have to care about what they're doing. That's that's the yeah. that's the kicker. And remember when Lord Miller were gonna make a Star Wars movie? Well, they they basically made the entirety of Solo, and then yeah. Lucasfilm was like, "It's too funny." Yeah, and then fired them and basically reshot the entire thing and made it and a made it serviceable, just fine. fine. Yeah, thing by Ron Howard. Yeah, Ron Howard, man. We've what a covered guy. him before. Yeah. Apollo 13. Apollo 13. More like Apollo Poopy. It wasn't. <laughs> Apollo Poopy. Yeah, a Poopy 13. It's not very high on the list. No, it's like mid, it's like in the middle. But like mid. the middle of our list mid. is still good movies. Is mid. The thing. All right. This movie made $384 million worldwide on a $90 million budget, which... Pretty wacky. I don't know. I feel like some animation budgets are a little fudged. Especially fudged. because they don't pay people as well as they should. Yeah, yeah. And they Where overwork like, them a little bit, maybe. Yeah, like this movie feels like much more expensive. It was than probably closer dollars. to like 120 million. Because wasn't Surf's Up expensive? Uh, I, d- I think I deleted all my Surf's Up research. I think Surf's Up was very... Oh, it was 100 million for Surf's yeah. Up, yeah. Where it's like, <clears throat> that movie, different times, obviously. But these movies yeah. cost the same, but this one feels like it's worth... like cost a lot more yeah and it's probably just because they absolutely ruin the lives of everyone animated well that was a thing for the sequel where it was like they were planning on i think on releasing it a year sooner or a like bunch of months sooner but they were like a bunch of reports came out being like they're like 
big crunch time hours kind of yeah. in these animation studios for this movie to push it out. Uh, so then they delayed it a bit to not have it as much. It's probably still pretty bad. Um, but I think for this next one, because the, the next Spider-Verse has been delayed a bit. I think it's not coming out till like late 2025. Um, um, the movie was originally set to be released on, in March of 24. I don't know if they've changed that. I'm going to try and figure it out. Because I was wondering this. Um, like when the new release date was going to be. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be 2025. Because I think the writer's strike pushed them back a bit. And then I think also they got some pretty big criticism for for pushing crunch time hours on their animators. So it was 24 March, and now it's not got a date. Mm. So that could be later 24. I guess it could be, I yeah. think. Or, but, you know, whatever. But, like, this movie has so much care put into everything about yeah. it. Which is kind of why, like... I don't know. You can tell, though. It, like, oozes yeah. out of the movie. Like, every shot feels, like, intentional or interesting. Yeah. There are tiny details and everything. I mean, a classic one people talk about is, like, when Miles is first swinging, like, learning how to swing with, like, Peter B. Parker. Mm -hmm. Like, Peter B. Parker is animated on ones, and uh, Miles is animated on twos, I think. Yeah. Where it's, like... His fr the frame rate of his movement is slightly slower yeah. than Peter's because he's more inexperienced. And it's like the logic there is just like I, they just kind of like like I guess if he's more inexperienced, I, what if we just put him on less frames? <laughs> and it's <laughs> like okay, let's try it. And you don't really com compute it or notice it when you're watching, but like you feel the difference. Like, you, you can kind of feel like, oh, wow, he's not as experienced, but you don't really know why. Yeah. And, like, obviously it's more than just the frame rate that's mm -hmm. alluding to that, but I don't know. It's little things like that that you don't notice, but are very noticeable. I think <laughs> I there's a lot of things where it's just, like, if it feels like you're watching a movie by someone who is intentionally making mm -hmm. the movie, mm -hmm. it just, you get more confidence. So when it's, like some big director or a director can make you feel like, oh, wow, they've, like, put a lot of thought into this. Like, mm -hmm. this is going to be an intentional story. Then it's kind of like you give it more leeway and it's easier to, like, give yourself o over rather than, like, a movie where someone, it feels a little less thought out or a little more basic. You're kind of fighting against it. Like, it's yeah. got to win me over. And this movie wins you over so quickly with every little thing that it does in the start to like, even from like how it does the title sequences and then says it's like comic approved or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and and they like do a, it's like silence, but they do a big like impact sound effect when the stamp goes on because mm -hmm. it feels like they're going, and this movie, by the way, guys, like it feels like it, it's important. It's kind of like the opening of Seven. Yeah. Where like both of us watch that and it's like that's a cool opening title sequence mm -hmm. and then you're kind of in for the rest of the movie yeah if you can start off with something that like gives the viewer confidence that you're gonna make interesting and good decisions later on mm -hmm. it's easier to have them buy in I, f I forget who it was you were quoting but i remember one time you I mentioned quoting people 
<laughs> but I remember one time you mentioned someone who said like, if if a movie's got an interesting and cool like, uh, cre- opening credit sequence or title sequence, hmm. then you probably know you're in for a good movie. Yeah, because they care enough to make that part interesting. So like yeah. the rest of the movie probably will be also. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's like, then the movie can have the slower parts, mm-hmm. where it's like seven, they can have the apartment scene, or in this, they mm-hmm. can have like the miles. The dorm scene, like through the door, which yeah. I think is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, because yeah. the movie's so fast. And like, then it just like, they're able to just slow down, because mm-hmm. you're watching, and you're like... Which the second movie also has moments of, like, with Gwen talking to her dad as well. Or, like... And, like, other moments. Under the water tower, when Gwen and Miles are talking. Yeah, and then Gwen leaves, and then it's Miles and Rio Morales. Yeah. Like, it. The, both movies are really good at keeping the pace very steady and keeping it going and not really slowing down. But, like... Then taking a pause. I shouldn't have said not really slowing down because then I'm saying and then slowing down. Mm-hmm. But I I more mean like it do, the slowdowns are not lulls. The slowdowns are like taking a breath and like taking in what is being said and taking in what the characters are feeling and then moving on. And then it can kind of like bring you Ramp back up. up and in and then you're ready to go again. Yeah. You know? Um, so good. And the guy who did the music for this has done music for a lot of like big movies. He did Across the Spider-Verse. Who was it? Um what's his name? Daniel Pemberton? Oh dude, he I knew it was someone I recognized. Yeah. He one of the I don't know if one of the first things, but one of the first big things he did was he did like all the Little Big Planet music. Really? The Little Big Planet look games. At his video game credits. Like uh Orb oh, yeah. of Dreamers, like he did the soundtrack for those games is also just insane. He did Connect Adventures, dude. You ever play Connect Adventures? I never played Connect Adventures. Oh my god, I had Connect. It was wild. Yeah, man. But like, um, yeah, he's he's a very talented guy. Him and uh, Ludwig Göransson, I think it is. Yeah, those two are like the two that I, I think have really been on the come up. There's probably a couple others I'm not thinking of, but yeah, he did um, this movie. He's also done Anola Holmes. <laughs> Big, um, big. He did like Birds of Prey in 2020. He did Birds of Prey, Enola Holmes, Trial of the Chicago Seven, and some movie called Rising Phoenix. And then in 22, he did The Bad Guys, Brian and Charles. Oh, that's an interesting movie. I've seen some clips from Brian and Charles. It's about <laughs> some guy with like this body or whatever. <laughs> um, see how they. My run. favorite thing you do sometimes is describe something, at, but you the description does not help. <laughs> It's about a guy with a body. See how they run a Saoirse Ronan mystery movie, Amsterdam, one of the worst movies I've seen. <laughs> um, and Enola Holmes, too. This isn't a commentary on, like, whatever. It's just, like, he's working he's, he's a lot working, and making yeah. a lot of music. And then For he's sure. got Across the Spider-Verse this year and Ferrari. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Cool. Um, but, yeah. <coughs> Did Steve Jobs, The Man from Uncle, a ton of movies. And three iconic video games: Little yeah. Big Planet, Connect Adventures, and Little Big Planet Two. <laughs> Truly, the the music from Little Big Planet and Little Big Planet Two is like it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so I literally have or- Orb of Dreamers uh, on my Spotify 
<laughs> like like songs. Dude, anyway. Connect Adventures, my brother. I got to get a connect. <laughs> How do I get a connect again? Dude, here's the thing. Exactly what you're feeling right now. I've had a million times where I'm like, I got to play my Nintendo DS again or something. And then I bust it out and I'm like. Dude, just imagine right. you and I were standing in front of your TV and our bodies are the controllers. I feel like Connect had a lot of potential and it was just not really reached, you know? It was bad. It didn't really work very yeah. well. It's yeah. wild. I'm pretty though. sure the only game that Connect was best for was Just Dance. Yeah. I think it also wasn't there a thing where like it didn't it only worked on white people too? I do think that you might be thinking of Nintendo's like Nintendo 3DS had a thing where it had to it would scan your face and make a me based on your face. And that didn't work. It didn't work on anyone. I think that of happens color. like a lot. Yeah. Well, because it's fucking it's <laughs> it's just a bunch of white dudes making shit. Yeah, and they're like, and they're well, like, oh, since is my face works on Steve, it'll work on anybody. Yeah. Meanwhile, Steve's the palest man yeah. you've ever seen Steve in your life. Steve looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> but a little less attractive. Yeah, it's not oh, giving yeah, too yeah. much credit. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't realize that Miguel had like a post-credit scene in this movie. Yeah, I guess I never really saw it. Well, because I remember people were like, people in the theater like waited for a post-credit scene. It's kind of just like him talking to I forget the character's name. To like the, the AI, little, right? Yeah, the little AI uh, lady. But she, it's basically him being like talking about the wristband thing that like allows him to go through dimensions and talking about like how they like i'm pretty sure it's him being like oh so it's all working ready to go and he's they're like yep and then he's like all right i'm gonna start where it all began and then he goes back to the the spider-man pointing oh, at each right, other cartoon yeah. so most people just saw were like whoa oscar isaac is in the post credit scene as a, a Sp Spider-Man 2099 and they do a little meme. Haha. -ha. And then it turns out actually that's like the beginning of a very, very important plot line for the second film. I always thought the tease for the next one was just the Gwen voice at mm. the end. Um, but yeah. Which is kind of interesting. It doesn't really matter. Some people like become a bit anal about this kind of thing. But like technically the 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 portal opening and Gwen talking to Miles there is like kind of retconned in the second movie because yeah, that exact moment happens, on. but like two years later or something. Yeah. Um. But like, who give, who cares? Like, some people are like, wait a second, so that scene didn't even exist anymore. It's like, yeah, okay, oh well, oops, oh well. Yeah, they gave Chewie a medal. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shoot me in the head. Uh, uh, finally, Chewbacca gets a medal. I wanted to shoot myself when he didn't I get that I can't talk one. about that because we'll talk about it next year. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here's a little Easter egg I noticed. Mm. Brian, there's a B. Bendis in Miles' phone. A B. Bendis? Yeah, Brian Michael Bendis. Who's that? The guy who originally wrote Miles, who I talked about oh, like cool. 20 minutes ago. That's a fun little Easter egg. Um, I like little things like that. Yeah, this movie's just packed to the fucking packed brim. Packed to the fucking Uh, I noticed a lot more in the second one, actually, about like the 42 things saying 42 around mm -hmm. him. Um, oh, what's up? what about this? What do you think about the like slight change alternate reality that Miles lives in? Where like Chance has a four on his hat. Oh yeah, like, 
the weekend's got a different name and stuff like that. Yeah, because on first glance, you're like, oh, they probably just did that so that they don't get slammed for just like copyright, copyright sure. of yeah. some kind. But like, I actually never really thought about that until you just said it now. That it's like that kind of contributes to like, no, everything's just a little bit different here. And there's a like cola soda instead of Coca Cola or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like UDS instead of UPS or something or yeah. SUP, I think. Sort of yeah. UPS. Well, it kind of works because like every spider person that comes to the okay, like, dude, that's about the forty fifth time you've highlighted that I said come. But like when I say it, not as come, but as come. Just watch your language. Okay. Old when all the spider people movie. come, each of them like points out that like they were like, and I was in New York. But not my New York. But like all of them kind of mostly look the same. Like some the of New them Yorks? look a little different. Yeah. But it's like they can just tell because there's like little things off. Yeah. Well, I, which I is mean, interesting. do they look the same though? Some of them do. I think that uh, Peter Porker's looking different. Yeah, Peter than... Porker's looks different. But like Peter B. Parker's doesn't look much different from Miles's. I guess that's fair. And like Gwen's looks a little different just because of like how it's lit. It's and like watercolor. Well, it's water. I noticed in this one, it's like mostly neon, Actually, and then yeah, they kind of go to watercolor in the go next to one. in the next one, which I think are kind of the same vibe because it's similar colors. Dude, her fighting but... the fucking vulture in the second movie, dude, that's insane. sick. We gotta do the second movie at some. No, vetoed. I actually put it in the spreadsheet already. Oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, definitely want to do that one. Uh. Oh, man, I just don't know what else is. The movie's just so good. So Let, let's should we just start saying things we like about the movie? Just we'll like trade parts? sequences back and sure, forth. sure, sure. I like that. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, and let's not give a fuck about order, like chronological yeah, order. Okay. Like, I I just want to talk a bit about the the dorm talking through the door sequence. Because. Okay. I've seen this movie about five, six, maybe seven times. It's all he does. Just watched it earlier today Quit to rewatch for this movie. movie. I almost cried during that scene, and I don't think I've done that previous watches, but it got me this time for some reason. Just because there's something about, like... Because Jeff just, like, found his brother dead um, and, like, is processing that and goes to Miles and, like... He's basically being like, he's he's reckoning with the fact that he and his brother were on bad terms and that was never resolved and never will be resolved now. Because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but like, something about just that feeling, it's like, man, I never, I never want to feel that ever. To be like, there's something that I could have mended with somebody, but I will, there's literally nothing I can do to do that. It's lit. There's nothing. It's over. So like, there's nothing that, so like that feeling, but then also going to his son and being like, and I can't, I can't change that. But what I can make sure to do is like, not let that happen with my son who I've been kind of pushing away. And I don't know. There's something about, like, a big, strong, like, firm, like, kind of, like, strict man, like, kind of just breaking down and being, like, 
Learning emotion. Yeah, being like, I'm sorry I'm hard on you. I just really love you and you have so much potential. I just don't know how to communicate that. And Miles also not being able to respond or say or do anything, I think is probably good. Mm -hmm. Because it kind of forces Jeff to kind of like just talk. Mm -hmm. And I think that if Miles could talk, he probably would have been like, I'm fine, Dad. And he would have been like, okay, bye. And it would have just... It kind of just like, I don't know. I think that everything about that scene's so good. The music kicks in. Um, I don't know. All the music cues in that movie are fucking great. But I don't know. I just really like that, the the side-by-side of that scene as well. Your can, turn. Can you give me a tier list of people who you think are going to die soon, who you want to mend things people with? People who I have problems with, who I have yeah. to mend? Okay. Um, Before they... D- you know, mysteriously pass away. And but I, but you, people I think are going to die soon. Who I yeah, need to yeah, build. Like who's going to die soon? And I need to mend bridges with. with. I can only really think of one. Who is it? You. How do I die? Well, we'll find that out soon. All I know is that ever since that Incredibles episode, things have been different. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, the way I see the world has shifted because I no longer live by your rules. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I don't know where he's going. And now that you've gone there, I know and even now less. now I can do what I'd like and talk about the scene where they go to steal the goober <laughs> from Alchemax. Oh, that is also good. I think that's probably... My favorite scene in the movie is like the whole Alchemex bit yeah, where they because like... it's Miles having to learn how to be Spider-Man on the fly, which is good. Peter B being a little overconfident, but also kind of ha- relearning how to be Spider-Man because he's just been showering in his suit and eating pizza for. Yeah, but he still looks good. He still looks all and right. Jake Johnson. Really good. Very underrated actor. Yeah, I think. And he's really, 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 he's, he's the perfect for this. Cause he's like charismatic, but he also something about like the gravel in his voice like makes a it like, to him. yeah, there's a bit of yeah. a schlubbiness to the voice. Great. in new girl. Yeah. Incredible. <clears throat> but then in, in the se- in across the spider verse, he's back and he's like in better shape cause he's a dad and he's happy. So he's not yeah like killing himself. Kids with Zoe Kravitz. But, uh. And in that, Jake Johnson's voice still works because he's just like, he's the same guy. And he's like very, a bit more confident in his delivery yeah. and it kind of works anyway. I don't know. Very good casting in this movie. New Girl. New Girl. The show New Girl? Yeah. He's in it. Yep. So, here's the other thing I like about this scene. <laughs> the Olivia Octavius. Mm-hmm. That's good. And a, and a very nice little Catherine trick Hunt? reveal as well. Yeah, you're like, um, Doc Ock can't be a woman. Well, it's not even Doc Ock can't be a woman. It's just like, I don't know who this person is. And then all of a sudden it's Doc Ock and you're but like, they, oh shit. <laughs> they do say Olivia Octavius when he goes into that science class and they're showing her on the projector. Oh, really? Did you notice that? I didn't notice the, that. The class like, I noticed late. that she was on there. I didn't realize they said her name. I think they say her name or like Dr. Octavius or whatever. And then he goes, well, time's relative. And then Gwen's like, so smitten. 
<laughs> gives him a little giggle, you know? Yeah. But Which this maybe, scene... Sorry. Actually, mine, okay. my thing's unrelated. Let me yell. Kind of. I'm going to yell. Yep. Yell. In this scene, there's like a great dynamic fight. Mm-hmm. There's Miles trying to run with the computer out of the building and like doing all this crazy shit. The movement of the characters is so fluid and like... Yeah. It's so perfectly planned out where like they get thrown across and then oh he's dodging and oh he's just slammed in the window. He's like Peter B's like, oh, I got this, it's okay. Um, um, um And the music's <laughs> great throughout it. Yeah. I'm gonna stop saying the music's great. The music's great in every single scene, so I'm gonna stop saying And then it. they go into the cafeteria, get the bagel off. Get the bagel. And I love number one. That they do the little thing where he gets hit by the bagel. But then number two, that that guy's now important. Yeah. Like that that becomes something important. My question, because I obviously they have a lot of things in this movie that they did knowing what was going to be in the second movie. I'm curious if when they did this, they knew bagel guy was going to be the spot. Or uh, if they were just yeah. like, we need someone to be the spot. What if we made it the bagel guy? It, everything, I'm curious. I feel like they... They simply must have planned everything. <laughs> if they planned 90% of things, they probably planned 100% of things. Is yeah. Thing. It's yeah. such an impressive, like... Feat. Feat. Because there's nothing like that in The Incredibles. No. I guess it's because they were probably told, like, there is a high likelihood that you will get a sequel. Right? Like, when they're pitching oh, these for things. Oh, for the first Spider-Verse. Or yeah, they yeah, came yeah. to Sony and pitched them as, like, we have a trilogy or, like, yeah. a pair of movies. Maybe the second one got expanded into something else. But, like, we have a pair of movies we'd like to do with the character of Miles Morales. Or, yeah, it was probably a thing of, like, we have an idea for this movie and we've got, like, the... I was going to say the paint job. That's not what I meant. Yeah. We've got the You did leave oh, a paint blueprint. job this morning, though. I did. I cleaned it up, though, so yeah. I don't know how you knew. But uh, I just know when you do stuff like that. They were probably like, we've got this movie, and we've also got the blueprint for future movies that we will... Because here's the thing. This movie doesn't get a sequel. None of the tie-ins to the sequel take away from the movie at all. No, this one... It still feels like a satisfying thing. Because then, yeah. if you just end it into the Spider-Verse, you're like, oh, and now, like, maybe Miles and Gwen have figured out a way to, like, talk to each other through their dimensions and yeah. stuff. And, like, that's a sweet way for them to go on in your imagination. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so great. It's I so think great. I'd have to... I'll have a better opinion when we watch it again. Sure. But there was a part of me that was kind of like... With the ending of Across the Spider-Verse. And I felt it a little with Dune as well. Which is a part one of two. Yeah. Where I was just kind of like, I don't love that you've done this. And it was yeah. the worst one was Fast X. Oh, no. But, yeah. The, I, I don't love cliffhangers in movies. Because it makes it feel very much like TV. Yeah, I get that. I Here's the thing, though. I feel like cliffhang- like true cliffhangers... Because, like, some people might argue that Marvel has cliffhangers by, like, having these post-credit sequences that tease something. That's not a cliffhanger. Yeah. That's like putting a commercial at the end of your movie. Yeah, and then they started just putting commercials at the end of their movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that because there's so few actual cliffhangers in movies these days, one, it makes the cliffhangers hit harder because you're mm. like, what the fuck, they can't do that. 
but also I think, I don't know, for me, it it builds the excitement. Now, I'm doing everything in my power to not even think about these movies until the next one comes out, because I don't want to, like, be excited and hyped for, like, two and a half years, because mm-hmm. that sucks. I think the th- the reason why Across the Cliffhanger works, and I think the Dune Cliffhanger also works, is because it's a also a satisfying story for the character. Yeah. But it just, like, it leaves so much to be, like, and now he could be the Prowler. Or, like, he's the yeah. Prowler. I'm sorry for the spoilers. He's the <laughs> yeah. Prowler in this other universe, in this yeah. other life. So that could have been him. Um, Fast X says is fucking bad. Can I it's ask you bad. something? Yeah. I'll only make w- make one guess, and if it's right, you got to tell me. But if it's not, I won't guess anymore. There's two Vin Diesels. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. Um, That would be fucking sick, though. No, it's like literally horrible. I'm excited for you to watch it. All um, right. I, I mean, I won't see it probably until like this time next year. Yeah, it's a it's a good. long long schedule, a long schedule there, which we'll talk about. I guess we in a really bunch of weeks. What we're doing, but in January we'll give a bit of a rundown on. Yeah, it's gonna what's be going a fucking on. sick to the my fucking core. That's how sick it's gonna be. Oh yeah, another. I'm gonna throw out another sequence if that's all right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. final collider sequence. Yeah. I, I'd say, I'd say, I mean, the whole thing is good, but I'd say mostly from Miles showing up to the all the rest of the spider people like going into the warp thing, because mm-hmm. then it's just like Miles versus Kingpin, which is also great. But I think the sequence beforehand, where it's all the spider people like jumping around doing all sorts of things, Miles just being like very badass and cool. I don't know. I that it's just very good. It's just a very good action sequence. It's just very good. Yeah, that kid's crazy. Crazy gets going. Oh, oh! Can I throw out one last sequence sure. and then we'll we can move on, or you can say another one. We'll see what yours is. Miles, like Bert, finally like getting the confidence using his like uh, venom powers. I believe they're called like the electric powers. I think they're called venom powers. Mm-hmm. But um like using that to get out of the webbed up chair Mm. going to aunt may's getting his new suit like all of the voices going on in his head about like believing in himself and taking a leap what's up danger and uh so good and him jumping off the The building the building and the glass smashing they do the upside down shot like that whole sequence up until like him rolling onto the roof and like taking his mask off and smiling, that whole bit is like, to me, that <laughs> going to sound a little corny. That is like my favorite Spider-Man is like, Ooh. not necessarily spider versus miles Morales, mm. but like miles Morales, like with that music, with that movement, with like, those themes and sentiments kind of being pushed at the same time like that's my spider-man i kind of get similar vibes from the uh, ps4 games miles morales um he's a little bit more like well i don't know what's going on yeah (laughs) but like i still love him i don't know i truly think i've come to realize this in the past like couple months i've kind of known it but i haven't really like 
fully accept it. I think Miles Morales is my favorite superhero of all time. Yeah, I think they really figured out how to like, like what he Do is. Him. Yeah, it's like they know what he is. I was trying to do an I think you should leave reference, and then I forgot what it was. Well, because I feel like a a big thing with Miles that sets him apart from Peter is almost every Peter Parker you see has almost no one in his life. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes he has Aunt May, but most of the time Aunt May dies anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes he has MJ or Gwen, but like a lot of the time there's like friction there or they're the only person he has. And he's also kind of a mopey boy a lot of the time as well. Peter? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Well, because his life fucking sucks. Like yeah. if we're being honest, like he, he keeps a smile on. Like why doesn't he just get better at doing it? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. Something about Miles, like in almost, a, I mean, Story to story, universe to universe, it, like, varies. But for the most part, he's, like, got his family. He's, like, got a network of friends. Like, he has people in his life, and I think that adds an aspect that Peter doesn't have a lot of the time. Because also, almost every person Peter does have in his life ends up being a super villain of some kind. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Miles kind of just has this, like, heart that... um I think regular Peter doesn't have. He and still has heart, but like the know. Prowler's like a genuinely good villain for oh, yeah. an origin story as well. Oh yeah. Um, whereas like, who? I guess Green Goblin is the origin villain for Spider-Man. I guess so. Kind of. And then um, for for yeah. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, it's Lizard, which I think is the worst origin oh, villain. Yeah. The, and then for Tom Holland, it's. Vulture. I think Vulture's good. Vulture's good. But the thing is, Spider-Man had also been Spider-Man for a while in the yeah. MCU Spider-Man, so we don't really know. I but, guess his original origin villain is actually Captain America because of the way that they fight in one of those ones. Well, here's the thing. I don't even know if I'd say Prowler is his origin villain. I feel like Kingpin is. Yeah, but I think it's more of like Prowler has the more of an emotional effect yeah. on him in like how he's gonna relate to being this hero well prowler's like his his uncle ben yeah where it's uncle aaron i think lizard is trying to to be be like that he's supposed to be like that but it doesn't work he doesn't like the thing with that one is like captain stacy doesn't like peter parker until like two minutes before he dies in that movie so it's like it doesn't you don't really feel it as much and I, I guess Gwen Gwen is that for him, really. Like that's what but they that's say. In the second in, one, I know, but like when when because in uh, what's it freaking across called? No Way Home? Oh yeah, when uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in there with Tom Holland and they're taught like Toby oh, says, yeah. "I lost my uncle Ben," and then Andrew Garfield says, "I lost, I lost Gwen. Gwen." Yeah, that's I think that's supposed to be his canon like canon event if we're yeah. going by across the spider-verse phrasing sure but um i think uh, amazing spider-man one is just a bad movie there's like parts just, of it i love like i love the crane sequence where he's swinging across the cranes but that's really about yeah, it yeah there's like a handful of cool things andrew garfield's great yeah but, that's but the movie is just kind of bad yeah um i think miles morales is a very like has become an incredible character though you yeah. scared? Is there a burglar no, coming in? I just in? keep looking outside. I think that my neighbor's getting the leaves off of our lawn for my upstairs neighbors. 
And I feel bad because I feel like I should have done it, but I don't know how to do that. All right, man. You I can figure it out. You know, burn them or something. I don't know. But I also, I learned something that like you should leave the leaves on your lawn because it's like really, really good for the earth to leave the leaves to decompose. Yeah, I think generally when the earth does something, it's usually got a purpose. <laughs> yeah. And then when people are kind of like, no, I want to see my grass. <laughs> I, yeah, I got to cut my grass and I want to see it. Grass is so boring. Like I, like there's also a lot of people have been having like these like wild flower lawns as well where they just like let various plants that are native to the area just grow on their lawns yeah it's like i like that way that's way more interesting to me than just like a piece of flat grass yeah but you get called on by the neighborhood association if you don't cut your fucking (laughs) lawn they they're going I, I need my neighbor's grass to be flat just like mine. If my neighbor's grass isn't good, my house is going to be worth a just a bucket of shit. Hey, I don't, I don't mean to start nothing, but I noticed you painted your front door blue. That does not match the vibe of my neighborhood. You've got to paint it a different color or I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Wow. And there he is. Do you have anything else before I get into like a couple questions, a handful um, of questions? Uh... One thing I do want to say about the humor in this movie, I guess this movie is still pretty recent, so, like, fast forward, like, five years from now, we'll see, but, like, re-watching it today, almost all of the jokes still hold up, and I feel like a lot of the time, especially in, like, movies that are kind of aimed at kids, humor, like, it becomes irrelevant and, like, not really funny within, like, a couple years <laughs> like it the the staying power of kids humor is pretty bad but like i don't know all of the jokes in this movie kind of like stand up i still laughed i still chuckled olivia did as well yeah like peter porker has a lot of great lines well that's that's a fucking that's spider-man a noir nicholas cage yeah. insane perfect casting so good penny parker's also great mm-hmm. but like <laughs> Spider-Man Noir being like, sometimes I like to light a match and let it burn down to my finger fingertips <laughs> just to feel anything. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, what? The humor just holds up a lot. I like it when uh, they're escaping it- Alchemex and Peter Parker's like, I got good news. We don't need the monitor and throws mm. the monitor away. Because like, I remember watching with some of our friends and like when they took it, some of them being like, why is he taking the monitor? He doesn't even need the monitor. And it's like, then he throws the monitor away and they're like, okay, I, I knew that. Cause all these PC nerds are like, yeah, anyway, but I don't know. I thought that was funny. Um, I like no monitors. I liked Kingpin's delivery when he sees miles at the beginning and sees him run away and he turns around and then he just goes, Kill that guy. <laughs> just like kill that and then guy. Prowler just do the Prowler music. The uh. sa- just the the sound effect of the or whatever. I can't even do it, but it's yeah. I don't think a human making that noise. I think it's probably a cat. It sounds like an elephant or something. I think it's probably a cat. Most can, likely. Can, can I cat. be honest? Yeah. When I was in school for radio broadcasting, we had to do a. Uh, I'm just gonna quickly close this window. Actually. <laughs> Wow, Adam over here getting his yard blown out by another man. So when I was in school for radio broadcasting, we had to do a uh, like a Foley project where we had to create... They, there weren't really many 
parameters for the assignment. It was kind of just like make something, some sort of scene, like with fully audio that you put together from things you record in the real world. And it was like, that sounds awesome. I was really excited for it. And I basically did this thing where it was way better with headphones. They, when I, they played it in the class, they played it over speakers and I was like, it's way better with headphones, but mm, you really get in it. Well, cause I did this thing where the listener is a person who is in a sewer and is being chased by some sort of monster and basically mm. I did I played with like only playing in the left or the right side or making it like circle around. Like I worked with directional audio. Um <laughs> and I used stirring of mac and cheese for when uh the thing eventually gets the guy and kills him and stabs him and his like guts are pouring out or something. Macaroni and a but uh I recorded my broken bathroom fan that was really loud and then I like pitched it down, slowed it down and then added like some EQ to it and it kind of sounded like the prowler sound. Ooh. Um I don't know. I I just felt like that was worth mentioning cuz who knows what that sound is even from. I'm pretty sure it's a cat. <laughs> is this like actually? I have no clue. Okay. Um <laughs> then they should call it the Call it the parlor instead of the prowl. Okay. Um, any more things before I can get into the questions and we can let these lovely people go on with their day? Um, oh, last thing. This is kind of like a character thing. Oh, two things. I like how the spidey sense a lot of the time. When, it, when Miles has his first spidey sense, which is him realizing that Spider-Man and Green Goblin are fighting, it's just a shot of him and it's absolute quiet and then big text comes up that says look out mm. and then he moves i don't know the way they do spider sense in these movies is very i love funny. that it's little comic bubbles little yeah. comic text boxes that yeah his thoughts are coming out of well it's even little things like there's a point where he's hanging out with uncle aaron and uncle aaron laughs like he does a ha kind of thing and they just have like three little comic lines near his mouth just to emphasize the like the laugh it's just little i don't know there's there's so many things like that. It's so good. Little touches, little oh, little oh, he drew that on there. Little oh, little touches. The lighting in the movies sets it apart a lot. Oh, I was going to talk about the texture. Oh yeah, go for of it. Of the movie and how I love that the lighting has like the comic um, dot texture to it. Yeah, because uh, it just gives it so much more depth and gives it like a lot of style. Where it's like if you took that out. The movie would just feel so plain. Like there are so many things that give the movie text and depth, depth and texture, de texture and depth sure. There you that's go. The sure, one. that's the word you were yeah. looking for. Well, there's also something cool about because the lighting with like the cell shaded like comic dot style is like not how things would be lit if it was just like regular 3D like mm -hmm. models. But, like, something about it just gives it so much more punch. Because a lot of the time, instead of, like, the light hitting someone's shoulder and it, like, slowly cascading over around their shoulder and it being, like, pr kind of bright. It's, like, on the edge, it's, like, stark white. And then mm -hmm. it kind of, like, fades out into... Like, the way that it works is so much more interesting than... And I also noticed... Remember you mentioned in The Incredibles how, like, there's a scene in The Incredibles where the, the windows look horrible. Yeah. There's, after he, like, is told by the spider people yeah. that he's not going to help them, and he's in his chair, 
the windows, like his uh, dorm looks onto like a bit the of a city. skyline. Yeah, yeah. But the windows at that point are just like an orange and white gradient and they like completely take it out. And usually you'd be like, he, he was looking through the windows there, but it sets the mood so well to have it just be this kind of abstract color instead of the actual background or like the background with the sunset. And it's just like, they, they come up with creative and artistic ways to kind of like, cover parts up rather than just like covering it up and you being like oh they clearly didn't want to animate that but it also doesn't feel like a cover-up exactly too. it feels like this is just the best thing for the scene because it pulls all the focus into the room and onto miles yeah 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 last thing and then we're going to your things uh i really like there's so many moments where two characters will have a moment and then it'll cut to another character reacting to those two characters having a moment like there's there's a moment where Gwen and Miles are talking on the bus and they just like Miles is like well if you ever want a friend I'm sure I could like make room in like I'm sure I could make room for another friend and Gwen's like I'll let you know and then it cuts to Peter B. Parker lying down in the seat behind them kind of Mm -hmm. smiling because he's like I love hearing these kids connect and then there's another one later I forget exactly what it is, but basically where Miles and Peter B. Parker have a moment of like, or no, P- Peter B. Parker basically just says something about like believing in Miles and then it cuts to Gwen and he she like reacts to them having a moment. There's just a lot of things like that and it really makes it feel like not, I feel like not a lot of movies will do that where it's like, cause in real life, you can see two people interact and you have feelings and reactions about it. But like, I feel like movies don't really show that because they focus so much on the moment between the two characters. Uh, I don't think animated movies do that a lot. Yeah. But I think good dramas mm-hmm. can do that. Um, but like animated movies stay very focused on yeah. things because it's well, like... They try to be pretty linear. Yeah. So that kids can keep up. Yeah, also kids are stupid little fucks. Yeah. So like Well that's I think a big thing about hand. this movie is it doesn't treat their audience like they're little babies, you know? Which is kinda nice. Are we gonna talk about Shamik Moore's lack of Riz? <laughs> what with Haley Steinfeld? Yeah. Have you seen those clips? Yeah. I find it funny. I find it funny. It's a little bit sad, maybe a tiny <laughs> bit cringe. But here's the thing about cringe. I saw a thing recently where like a new a new like mantra people are having is to be cringe is to be free <laughs> that's interesting and like i think to an extent i think cringe has kind of changed its definition over the past few years but uh i don't know it's kind of <laughs> i think it's just kind of funny i think it's funny that this like he's like oh yeah working across from a woman as beautiful as this and she's like haha <laughs> <laughs> it's like this like handsome successful actor yeah it's still kind of just like awkward around women. Yeah. <laughs> I just find that funny. It's very funny. Um, and it also like kind of plays into like it, it, it makes it kind feel of Miles like, and Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the exact same. Where you're kind of like, yeah, Miles is a little awkward. Maybe he's like the perfect guy to play Miles. Yeah. But it's, I don't think he'll, they won't cast him as Miles in the live action. No. But like, he, he, he's been pushed. He's like 30 something. He's too old. Yeah. But like, they need a kid. I, I feel like he should be in more stuff. Yeah. He's kind of only 
been in Spider-Verse as far as I know. Oh, actually, he was in a couple movies. Well, because isn't he primarily like a musical artist? I'm pretty sure. Is he? I think so. I think primarily he does music stuff. Oh, he's got a studio album that released in 20... It doesn't have a lot of songs here on the Wikipedia. Oh, well, maybe not. He was in the Wu-Tang Clan show, or still is. He was in the Get Down, some other show. I guess he's been in stuff. But his last two movie credits are Spider-Verse. Yeah. And also Samaritan with... uh, uh, Oh, wait, no, sorry. I lied. There was some sort of... I, what the, I don't know what the fuck's happening right now. So his last movie credits are Across the Spider-Verse, then Samaritan with uh, Sly Stallone. You seen any ads for this where he's like a superhero? Sly Stallone? Sylvester Stallone. Why'd you call him Sly? Yeah, we're just like that. I did see that he has a documentary coming out called Sly. Then a movie called Cutthroat him. City. Can I be honest? Couldn't care less about all these random IMDb credits. A movie called Let It Snow, which I watched and was kind of bad. It's like an anthology-ish Christmas rom-com with Shamik Moore and a couple other people. All right. One of them was on Austin and Alley and then Spider-Verse. So, like, he just doesn't really do a lot of movies. Or maybe he's just not getting cast as in good roles i also think that he's like kind of perfect for miles but i'm not sure where else i'd put him you know what i mean that makes a lot of sense all right i'm done with my my things if you've got questions what's your spider-verse look like like the 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 world yeah oh the style that's a great question covered in grease Covered in grease? Yeah, shit everywhere. Is that yours or no, this is yours. I'm helping you. I'm trying to give you like what, some ideas. What like style do I really like? Maybe a st- maybe a stop motion world. If we're talking like Spider-Verse animation. Like the Lego stop motion one they show in Across the Spider-Verse. That which was made by a child. Yeah. Which is so cool. <laughs> I love that. And my favorite thing about that is uh Miguel O'Hara being like, Thanks, Peter, you're one of our best. And it's like little s- Lego Spider-Man is, like, one of the best agents that this multiverse <laughs> society has. I just love that. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, like, a stop-motion style. Maybe, like, yeah. um, I don't know. That would just be interesting. What would I want it to be? I think... incredible style. Yeah? I feel like that's a cop-out. But, I mean, like, that, that kind of, cool. like, sort of futuristic... Futuristic, but also in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The older decades. (laughs) And, like, I like the colors Mm -hmm. and, like, the way people are built in that. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, yeah. I know you like the way people are built in that. Yeah. Bob. (laughs) Just feel like he could... Big, chunky man. feel like he could give it to me. Interesting. In terms of a hug, like a good hug. He'd probably crush you like a toothpick, as he says. I'd crush him back. Uh, favorite iteration of Spider-Man, live action, video game, comic, if you got that, or... It's definitely whatever. a Miles Morales it's, TV I, show. It's a tough debate whether it's Spider-Verse Miles or, uh, Spider-Man game Miles. Mm. Um, it's tough. It's a toss-up between them, honestly. They're pretty close in my mind. I probably give the slight edge to Spider-Verse Miles... I think he's gotten a bit more... Actually, I don't know. 
because because they for the games they did spider-man where miles is in it but he doesn't really do anything and then they did the miles morales game which was like a shorter game and now he's in spider-man 2 which i haven't finished but i really like him in the miles morales game a lot i might go with him i don't know it's honestly pretty tied between the two miles but i think that's fair yeah I think there's an argument for me to say iteration of Spider-Man could be Garfield. Yeah? I like him a lot. He's my favorite Peter, I think. I think... Actually, my favorite Peter is Video Game, <laughs> video game yeah. Peter. Video Game Peter's also great. But, like, I love Andrew Garfield Peter. Um, I like... Peter B. as well. Peter B. is good. I like the way, like the sort of, we don't see Spider-Man in that zone a lot because mm-hmm. they keep on restarting. Yeah. Um. Well, that's part of why I like video game Peter a lot as well is because he's an older Spider-Man. Yeah. Like we, we usually only see him between the age of like 16 and 26. Like 20, yeah. Or something Maybe like 26. That. Yeah. Um. So yeah, with Peter B. and with Peter Parker in the video game, it's really nice to see like him mature. Yeah. E- even with the Chris Pine Spider-Man at the beginning. He died like, like 26 or something. Yeah, he right? died 26. But I mean like to see him... Chris Pine Spider-Man was Spider-Man like at his peak. Oh yeah. yeah. Which is interesting to see. Whereas like Peter B. Parker is like him obviously in kind a valley. of... In a valley. Yeah. Um... Any predictions for Across the Spider-Verse Part 2? I know this isn't... This might not be the exact thing, so maybe... You know. But anything you'd sure. like to see, maybe. Any world you'd like to go to. Um, I'm excited to see the sort of, like... What happens in... Like, where we left off. Yeah. Or, like, how... How it all Miles, actually ties. Yeah, and his, like... The fact that he's, like, drawn to being the prowler, maybe, generally, in the world. Mm. How he deals with that. Yeah. That is really interesting. I, I feel like they'll probably do something like Miles is like, wait, am I am I destined to be the prowler? Mm-hmm. And, like, me being Spider-Man is a mistake. But then I think he, he might, like, discover other multiverse. Because right now he's the only multiverse Miles that exists. Almost every Spider-Man that they see in, like, the Spider-Verse world is, like, Peter Parker or some iteration of Peter Parker, you know? The only ones that aren't are, like, Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman, Gwen, Gwen, Miguel Miguel, O'Hara, and... Peter Porker, I guess. The punk guy. Oh, Spider-Punk, yeah. Yeah, because his name's, like, Hobby or something. Yeah, Hobby. He's British. But, like, there's no other Miles, though. No, but, like, everyone else, I think, is Peter, like, PP something, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know what the... But, like, I think that he like will Penny be, Parker. like, I'm the only Miles here. Clearly, this was a mistake. I'm supposed to be Prowler, mm-hmm. but I think it would be interesting. I don't know if they'll do this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, had him introduced to other Miles from other multiverses, mm-hmm. and that's kind of him being, like, oh, no, like kind of the theme of the second movie 
bleeding into the third would be like, I write my own story kind of feel. I'm the Shakespeare of my life. But the main thing I want is just to see like more spider verses, like more designs. Like you were saying earlier, the vulture at the beginning of Across the Spider Verse is just like, yeah, I hope they should, like come up with some crazy shit. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited because it seems like Gwen is kind of putting together a band of Spider-Man and women, Spider-People, because he's got, uh, I forget uh, the character's name. It's like Pravatar Parker. Yeah. Or, yeah. I definitely, it's I not exactly that. His name, but I don't know but, how his name. Like, I don't know. They've got him. They have, I think, Penny Parker again. I'm not sure. Yeah, though. but she's got a new suit. Yeah. Um, I don't think Spider-Man Noir was back, though. I don't no. know. We'll we'll see, but, like, yeah. I'm excited to just have, like, a band of Spider-People going to save Miles. Um, I the, the great part about the cliffhanger, though, as we were talking about before, is that I don't know what is next. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how what is to come. Uh, but I'm excited. Is there another property you'd like to see get the Spider-Verse treatment mm. to frame this question a little bit i feel like tmnt kind of got the spider-verse treatment yeah which is apparently really good i honestly and this you're probably gonna hate this answer i have been wanting star wars for a while to just fully commit to doing an animated film they did the animated clone wars film but it was just a bunch of episodes of the show slapped together to make a movie length so that they could more easily promote the show like that's what it was I want, and they've done the Star Wars Visions show. They've done like a bunch of different. Adam doesn't shows. like to see though. I I love Star Wars Visions. It's very good. You don't like watching things, but I I think that Star Wars should just like fully commit to. Let's just make a really good because, dude, it's Star Wars. You could do so much more with an animated property, or an animated thing than you could with a live action. Why don't they make a show where it's about? how han solo became han solo <laughs> but not not after the movie it's between the movie and a new hope and we kind of fill in that gap how about we get a eight episode live action show where han solo between solo well, we, and a new hope we see what he was doing and what he was up to i mean we might be getting a lando show so That's i wouldn't horrendous. be surprised if han are they is in. that actually real yeah they're going to put a Lando show out on the internet. Yeah. Obi-Wan was fu- was pretty bad. Obi-Wan was pretty bad. It ended all right, but the rest of it was pretty bad. Same. Yeah. yeah I, how about... I don't know how to get there, but I need to be put in charge of some of these things. <laughs> they need to give me some power. Over Can I be honest? Things. You don't know jack shit about Star Wars, and you'd probably ruin it. I would trust I would you more. Oh. <laughs> I would not ruin Star Wars. Number one thing I'm doing. Dave Filoni is doing a good job. Bring in whoever made the burlesque show on Broadway. They're making the next movie. Star Wars burlesque movie. I kind of just want new Star Wars stuff. That's the the problem with Star Wars is that it's all the same old, same old shit. I'm excited about the movies they announced recently. And we'll talk more. Like the Rey movie? Yeah. Where it's like she's building a Jedi council. Like that seems... There's what was the movie where it felt like they were going to hop between a bunch of different worlds? Oh, the world between worlds. What? No, I was the multiverse of madness. Oh, you know how like the setup for that movie feels like 
every 10 minutes they're going into a new world, going to do something crazy in yeah. there. I hope that the Ray Star Wars is like every like 15 minutes she's on a mission to find another Jedi. Jedi? That would be thing. cool. That would be and cool. it's just like her traveling around trying to like overcome whatever grief she has from what happened. I want them like moving on. Spoilers for the Ahsoka show. Dude, cut that out. I got to pitch that. <laughs> spoilers for the Ahsoka show. Very light spoilers. Basically in it there some of the characters find a way to go to a different galaxy not a different planet but to a different galaxy everything in star wars that has ever happened happened in one galaxy mm-hmm. these characters go to a different one i i mean they still could it seems like this is not the direction they're heading but maybe they still is could. that show still going like releasing? no it's over it's oh, over okay. but uh like I, when I heard that and then they did it, I was like, this is such a perfect opportunity for Star Wars to basically be like, there are hundreds, thousands even of galaxies in the world, in, in this universe. So people who want to make Star Wars content, make whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. And we'll just say it happened in a different galaxy. Yeah. Because that just... The problem that Star Wars has right now is like small universe syndrome where everything is happening. Everything that happens, every character you know has been affected to by it or is connected to it. There's like, like 18 strands connected to every single element of every show. And everything com- it like is related to the same yeah. stuff. Yeah. Everything... And every character's got to be in every show and every... Like all this. If they were just like, okay... There's hundreds of galaxies. You can just make whatever you want, and we'll just say it happened somewhere else. Mm-hmm. If it's something you want to make in this galaxy, there's some parameters you've got to hit because it's got to work with everything. But like, and I also feel like the know. tone that they've settled Star Wars on, we shouldn't be talking about this. No, is like kind of boring, where it's just like kind of a little bland at this point. Whereas before it was like new and fantastical. Now it's just kind of like this is the same shit you've been giving me for like 20 years. Well, it's also, I think people are, I mean, I'm a massive Star Wars fan and I'm saying this. People are just like, people don't have much faith in it. Yeah. So like when I watch something, even if I think it's cool, I'm like, but it's probably not going anywhere. So recap, your answer for what thing should get the Spider-Verse treatment is Star Wars. Yeah. Is I there a specific th- character? Like Watto. Do you want a Watto? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I feel like... Because... What if it was like... uh, Well, here's the thing. I want new stuff. I don't want it to be like an old character. You want like... This is a Star Wars animated movie about a character you've never heard of. Yes. If if I did do something connected, I would either do like Han, Luke, and Leia post-Return of the Jedi... Because Just a three-way. Because you can't really do that in live action anymore. Because Carrie Fisher's dead, Harrison Ford's never coming back, and Mark Hamill is also old. Like you can't really do that. Harrison Ford's gonna crash a plane. Again Doing soon. that in like uh, animated form. You could cast the uh, original actors if you wanted to, but I would just say recast them as people that sound like original trilogy them. Mm-hmm. But you could just like do something fun there, I guess. What also, if, what if they did it for Broom Boy? Broom Boy. Well, that's apparently what Ryan Johnson trilogy is going to probably be about. I thought that was canceled. Uh, it was shelved, but I think it's back on the menu. Um, but they're looking for anything at this point. Another one. 
I love like a young Count Dooku and Qui Gon story because they That'd were be master cool. apprentices. Yeah. They did a little bit of that in the Tales of the Jedi show, which is like mm-hmm. short, like 10, 12 minute episodes. Um, they did a bit of that and it was pretty, pretty great, but it was very limited. Anyway, so I guess those. Who would I want to get the Spider Verse treatment? I kind of feel the same way about Fast and Furious <laughs> that you feel about Star Wars. Where it's like they've just got to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And like, I think racing could be such a dynamic thing mm-hmm. in animation. Yeah. Where it's like the way they make it could be so dynamic. Mm-hmm. They do have an animated Fast and Furious TV show <laughs> called Spy Racers, I think, on Netflix. There's like 300 episodes. Jeez. It's like one of these kids shows that they just fucking crank out. Yeah. Um So maybe not that. <laughs> what, I'm trying to think of like things that I really care about that I think could or like characters. Like an old IP. Yeah. Like maybe a Batman movie in this kind of yeah, style. That would be could cool. Be cool. I mean, look at the Prowler in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of shots that are very Batman-esque. Or like maybe Honestly, maybe Superman. If you made like mm-hmm. a deep Superman story and were able to do like, I don't know why they keep making Superman live action, but like do some sort of fantastical Superman story. I think that could be good. That'd be good. Or maybe Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I think he probably deserves it. Yeah, he definitely deserves that. Honestly, Blue Beetle would also be Oh, a great... dude, I have a fucking answer. Hmm. Bionicle. Oh, that's psychotic. Lego Bionicle. Dude, dude, genuinely a Bionicle movie with the budget of a fucking... Cool, you had. You could have been Coca-Tana. No, you fucked it up. It's cool, you had. You could have been Lava Bones. And then he says, could have been, but I'm not. And then later, they do a callback when he says... Coley Bones, you could have been Coley Bones. Coley Head, you could have been Makuta Bones. Could have been, but I'm not. Um, That was uh, Jala talking to. You could have been Kamuka Bones. Um, But, dude, because Bionicle's got such deep lore, if they just got a budget for an insane... Lego would never do it. 200 mil. Lego would never do it because Lego wants to wipe any acknowledgement of Bionicle from... What about Bakugan? You lost me. Adam Driver. That's a good question. Who could Adam Driver play in this? A part of me almost said Kingpin, but like I think Ken Kingpin's so good as Leave Schreiber. Was that Leave Schreiber? I think so. I'm like eighty percent sure. I also just like to say names. So Um Maybe Tombstone, I guess. <laughs> like Yeah, I'm trying to look at the character list here. There's not really like Peter Parker Noir. He original could probably do Parker, Parker like okay. the Chris Pine Parker, Wilson Fisk. Adam Driver just doesn't match the Spider-Man vibe. Yeah, he doesn't really match the aesthetic. Maybe Noir. Maybe Noir, but I'm going to go with Tombstone. <laughs> okay. Give him one line. Yeah. Seems like a bit of a cop-out, but it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I think I'm going to go with Noir. Okay. Do you want to sing Sunflower? Now, do you want me to type into the document? No, I'll do it. Do you, I could type in the document. I'd prefer want. it if one of us did, and I've I've got Hold it on. on. What did you just do? Typed in the document. Dude, you're fucking up the document. Yeah. 
<laughs> Let me tell you where I think we should put this. Okay, yeah, you go oh, ahead. Oh, fuck. Oh. What? I'm just thinking about it. Isn't it hard? The list. It's very hard. I think we put it at number four. Number four? Yeah. Above Incredis? Yeah. Under Bookie? What do you think? How does that feel? Hmm. Just off rip. Let me know how that feels. Just rip it off. Rip off the Because this is, this is truly one of the best animated films, I think, that exists. Certainly of the past, like, ten years. What are some other options? Spirited Away. Spirited Away, for sure. I think Incredibles is in there. Ratatouille, Up. Wally, I think. There's probably some other ones that we don't know. Like, Paprika is probably one. Princess Ghost in the Shell. Um, there's probably a lot of other animated anime movies that we yeah. are considering. Also stop motion ones, but yeah. Um, but I think this is this one this is, is for this sure is one of the, the best that animated. The game. This is for sure the best animated American movie of the century. I think. I think that's fair to possibly. say. possibly, like from two thousand up to possibly. Because like the what are the other options? Incredible. We, we, ju- we just tried to list them. Yeah, I just don't want to make a blanket statement like that. But it does deserve to be very high up. You want this? Um, you want a little bit of this? What is that? You want a little bit of this? He's just grabbing a blanket and wiggling it. I don't know what that means. Blanket statement. Blanket statement. Um, got his ass. Ooh, he's got a unicorn on the back of his shirt. I would say it goes a ab- Easter egg. I would say it goes above Incredibles. Um. It's even for me, and this is a bold statement for me. It's even a debate whether it goes above book smart, but I don't think so. I don't think so either. I that was my central debate where I was like, "Is book smart, brother?" I feel like anyone older than us would look at this list and be like, "What the fuck is book smart doing up there?" Really? I don't. I I don't think anyone who's seen book smart would be surprised that book smarts so i think high. a lot of people would really yeah <laughs> okay well maybe but hey this is our list this is ours and this is objective <laughs> it's mostly subjective there's a little bit of objective I think it started there, a bit of objective and then it became subjective as we get to what is this fifth i mean i think a lot of the fun of it because if we were just like 48 uh, I didn't really like this movie, but if we look at how the world sees it, it's just going to be a boring list that people have seen a million times. You kind of want it to be a bit subjective. Yeah, and that's it for this episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse surprisingly did well on the list. It's at number four, four between Booksmart at number three and Incredibles at number five. Uh Next week, we've got The Iron Giant. The Iron Giant. Directed by Brad Bird. Old as fuck. It is old. Yeah, it's surprising, huh? Yeah. One of those movies that everyone seems to like, but I've never seen. Yeah. I'm Um, excited for you to watch it, truly. I'll try to keep my eyes open. Um, (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh, If you liked it... Follow the podcast and give us a five-star rating. We did get our ass blasted on Apple Podcasts. We, we got our ass one, blasted? We have a one-star rating on Apple Podcasts. From who? Just one person. Why would you do that? Why would anyone do that? <laughs> who li- <laughs> I didn't think anyone listened to this podcast that aren't people we know. Yeah. 
So someone either, listened and they hated it. Either someone we don't know listened and hated it, in which case we got to address that. <laughs> or someone we know listened and, and thought it would be it. a little funny and silly to do a little one-star review, in which case we got to address that. We got to address that. We got to figure out who that is and we got to we got to talk to them about it. Who in our life uses Apple Podcasts? My partner. We'll dig into that next episode. I'm Calder. I'm Adam. And that was Screen Share. A movie podcast about slinging away.